Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. We are back. Bashmania 187 NCAA week. Nicholas Boone Lee. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to have people on that I know very well. And I know how much you have going on. So I was super excited to talk about your new company, your international competitions. And of course, the week of NCAAs, it's always probably a good idea to have somebody on who's been the finals twice <laughs> yeah. twice <laughs> like, uh, for sure for sure <laughs> so you're feeling yeah so we're gonna get to some ncaa talk before we do that let's talk about a couple other things um first and foremost finally full-time international guy nick lee is here yeah you went to croatia last month right that's right how was that uh it's really awesome i, I so i've been on a bunch of international trips um i've only competed as a cadet um that was the last time i competed internationally uh i competed at the pan am championships two times um and then i've been on a couple international trips with the nlwc as a training partner and stuff so they're always interesting um i have the travel bug in me so i love to see the world um and that's always the most interesting part for me and then obviously uh the competition's just a lot different than college um so it's really cool croatia is beautiful part of the country or part of the world so uh I enjoyed it a lot. It was funny too. I always laugh at this and it's happening more and more. <laughs> I talked about it with Colin Moore last week or two weeks ago. Now you go all the way to Croatia and your first match is against yeah. Sebastian Rivera. We wrestled <laughs> a few times in college. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at that point, you, you know, that's going to happen, you know, yeah. wrestling and especially whenever you reach higher levels. So you just kind of have to, you know, shrug your shoulders and, you know, enjoy it. So, uh, it was, I mean, we had a rematch, which was great, but, um, you know, obviously you want to wrestle some more foreigners. Are you getting into the full swing here as we amp up towards U.S. Open world team trials? Is this starting to, this is your full first full year removed from college where for the longest time you're, you know, in high school, you're gearing up for February, March and college you're gearing up for March. Now it's a little bit different. What has that yeah. transition been like to the yeah, senior I mean, level? You know, whenever you're wrestling college and high school, you're always in, like you said, like you're gearing up, you're gearing up. So you're, you're always training and there, there's something coming up and it's not really the same. Your competition opportunities are, um, you know, slim to none whenever you're a freestyle wrestler and that's all you're doing. So it's a little bit different. Um, I still find a lot of joy in, uh, and helping out the college team, you know, winning national championships is pretty fun. So 
Um, you know, I feel like a lot of my focus and energy is still spent on helping out those guys, which is awesome. Um, and then, you know, you're always training hard with the NOWC. So, um, I think you're still gearing up. It's just not like a conscious, it's not a conscious thing you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Um, I think it allows me to be a little more relaxed about competition, um, and stuff like that. But I, I enjoy it. I enjoy also having a, well, I guess it's direct, but an indirect impact on the team as well. It kind of allows me to develop some of my other, you know, personal skills, and, um, you know, help these other guys that have been on the team for a while reach their goals. So it's it's pretty fulfilling. It's funny because I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before, where when you are in a position to coach in any area of life, not just sports, but when you coach somebody or you're trying to show somebody something at a younger level, like yeah. you to the college kids, it also helps you to you have to understand it at a different level to teach it. And I use the example, I think it was when Jake Herbert was on, where it's like my piano teacher, I randomly got the bug five, six years ago, start trying to learn the piano. And after a while, she's like, you should really start trying to teach somebody because yeah. teaching somebody is a different level of understanding when you're communicating it. And I actually think I saw John Broughton post something yesterday about that too. Um, but it's very cool. I'm sure that helps you. And you have an interesting position where it's like, You've got one of the loaded weights, 65 yeah. kilos, so many people. And it's guys you've wrestled. It's guys that you know, yeah. McKenna, Yanni. There's so many solid names there. How much of your training for, I'm assuming the U.S. Open is your next competition, right? That's my next competition, Craig. How much of your training right now is geared towards individuals, like who you know you're going to have to wrestle to make a team versus yeah. just getting better overall? Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't spend a lot of time training for certain individuals. Um, I would say that's a mistake for any wrestler. And I think other guys, you know, at the high levels would agree with that, you know, until you get to the world championships or, you know, you're the week before the competition, you know, there's really, you know, you're going to be able to make those adjustments, you know, in real time. Um, just there's so many good wrestlers, right? If you spend too much time on one individual you're gonna end up losing to someone else in my opinion so um right now i think it's just developing you know my personal skills where i feel like i need improvement um and then you know any improvement i get from helping the college guys as well yeah and and we'll talk about the college guys but even the guys yeah. around your weight right now nick lee shane van ness yeah I mean, man a little heavier than you but levi haynes just mm -hmm. absolute killer hack of a year um before we talk ncaa's penn state all that Let's talk about your company a little bit. Sure. Because I am super, super excited about this. I, I've said it a million times. I'm not going to make this about me. But I was no good at wrestling. But wrestling taught me so much. Oh, yeah. That helped me run the company and have the success I have outside of wrestling. And I always love when wrestlers, especially at your caliper, venture into business. Because it is such a recipe for success. And I don't care if it takes 10 companies to get that success. Yeah. Wrestlers <laughs> in business is usually a very successful recipe. So tell me about this company you just launched. Sure. Well, I hope it doesn't take 10 tries, but uh, it might. But um, I'm just so, trying to set the curve there so that when you do it in one, you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, so my company, it's called Wakia. Uh, we're fitness apparel. Um, and Wakia is, it's a, it's a word, it's a Native American word that means thunder spirit or thunder being. Um, and to me, it well, it represents storms that would roll over America, right? So thunder. So we're talking about thunderstorms um, and kind of in your head, imagine, you know, a rolling storm over the plains of America, right? And so that's something that is powerful and it's always there. And to me, you know, I compare that with kind of the inherent power that we all have inside of us to reach our goals. I'm a, I'm a person that believes in people. Um, and, you know, I think some of the things I see are, uh, it's hard to be motivated for athletes and then just for regular people, um, who are trying to improve their health, um, and their life. It's, you know, hard to get motivated in today's world. And I've always been a person who I don't really find, uh, we got a dog barking there, but I don't really find, um, I don't find motivation from outside sources. That's never been something that really motivates me. Right. Before I matches, I don't listen to music. I don't like to watch, you know, Navy SEAL speeches or anything like that. I've always been a guy that says, I think that, you know, the, the need to succeed, um, the, the drive to be successful or achieve my goals that always comes from within me. And so I think there's a lot of power within each of us. It's just for some people, it's harder to find than others. And so for me, that's kind of what Wakia represents is, you know, your inner power and, you know, all you need to do is grab it and you can reach your goals, whether it's, you know, losing 10 pounds or becoming a national champion or an Olympic champion. And so that's kind of what it means to me. Um, our products are very high quality products. We're not a big operation, obviously, um, but we have great products. I, I kind of, the way I talk about our products are every wrestler, um, every person who, you know, works out or is just, you know, tries to stay active. They have that pair of shorts and a t-shirt that they wear into the ground. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to, you know, have products that you can wear into the ground that are high quality that will last you. Um, and so that's what I went for. And then additionally, I have some, you know, casual products you can represent the message that I just expressed. Um, the, we have the rep t-shirt, the rep hoodie, which are extremely comfortable, um, extremely high quality. I wear them almost every day. Uh, the nice part about having a lot of inventory is I always have a clean t-shirt and hoodie that I can put on. So <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just want to provide great products with a great message and, you know, I hope people can pick up on it and I hope people can, you know, use my products to help achieve their goals. And, you know, maybe if it inspires some people, uh, if not, no big deal. So, um, yeah. I, but I was excited to kind of share the message with everybody and, and, and share our products. And you've been working on this for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that I don't have a whole lot of people helped me out with it. Um, I, I told you my, uh, dad being an attorney and everything helps me out. You know, your parents help you out with everything in life. Um, but in terms of kind of the, you know, operations day to day, it's all me. Um, but I, I enjoy it. It's something like you said, wrestlers and business is a good recipe and it gives me something to, you know, put my mind to. And, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about, uh, the brand and the message. So, uh, it's easy for me to do so it's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really awesome being in, in whenever you're just competing internationally, just wrestling, whenever that's your job, 
you, you know, you do have, you know, that extra mental space where you got to fill in something. And so this was really awesome for me to be able to kind of share the lessons that I've learned throughout the years through, through a fitness apparel brand. And it's funny too, because you get this and you just kind of alluded to it and saying that, you know, you wear it into the ground for when I used to be with scrap life, I had ordered a bunch of bash solutions, under armor qualifier shorts. Yeah. And they just happened to fit perfect. I got probably a dozen that I ended up keeping for myself and under armor, like discontinued the product. Yeah. Pretty quickly. And I was kind of confused why, but long story short, all I wore were those shorts for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> now they're finally like pockets are tearing all that. So I recently got a pair of Lululemon shorts, loved them instantly. And I bought like five more of the same ones because yeah. I do I'll wear it to work out. I'll wear it to work in. I'll wear it on the house. Like when you find that apparel that fits you well, you do wear it into the ground. Yeah. And that's what like. I have your hoodie, actually, that I was just wearing. It's so comfortable that I was so warm, I took it off. <laughs> um, I'm very excited to try the shorts. My wife has the leggings already. Because it is when you have that mindset, and you know, like, I've been giving Bash Solutions apparel to people since I started the company in 2008. And I've always tried to make good products that people care about, because then they'll actually wear it. And when yeah. you have that mindset, and it's funny, because I know you've had, like, prototypes and different things that you've been trying to get to this level i'm really excited to try the shorts um and one thing that i love about them is apparel is obviously a very tough space to be in sure what i love about your um approach is i've said a hundred times like attack is a it's an app for athletes where you can level up train the, the main sponsor of this podcast and it's an app that's for athletes and you mm -hmm. can you can download the app and you get nutrition, mentality, physical workouts, all this stuff. But it's not just for wrestlers. Like somebody like me, I'm in my 30s. I'm about to have my second kid. I just want to stay in shape. I don't want everything I be to be 100% wrestling focused. But I like yeah. the wrestling background, which attack is wrestlers made it and wrestlers run it. It's wrestling centric. This apparel that you've launched, it's wrestling centric. It's owned by a wrestler, yeah. But it's it's not plastered with wrestling. No. What was your perspective to go into an apparel space and not make it, you know, over wrestling centric? Well, you know, um, there's enough wrestling apparel out there for sure. You know, I definitely didn't want to get into you know specific wrestling space, but no. similar to wrestling, you know, whenever you're a wrestler and you're kind of grinding, um for your entire career and you know whether you reach the highest levels or not it is um it's kind of unrewarding in a lot of ways right if you're not yeah. finding that intrinsic uh value in it it's it's unrewarding it's a hard sport i mean i think that's one of the main obstacles to the growth of the sport um and to me in my mind i liken that to people who you know have a rough time you know staying in shape or just staying healthy Man, it can be unrewarding. Um, I think over time it's extremely rewarding, but it's hard to find motivation to do that. It's it's a hard thing to get going, to stay in shape. I mean, whenever I'm off the mat, whenever COVID happened and we're off the mat, and then now it's just kind of up to me to work out, man, it was hard to just run, man. It was tough. And so I really sympathize with people that want to improve their health. Um, I think we're one of the positives. I know we get, 
negative news 24-7. But I think one of the positives that I've seen, and I tweeted this a while back, is that it seems like more and more people are being conscious of their health um, and their activity levels. And that's really, really encouraging. Um, And so, you know, anything I can do to um, motivate people to take care of their bodies is important to me. And, And taking care of your body is the first step in taking care of your mind. Uh, to me so like I said it's it's a positive message it's not just for wrestlers it's for everybody um, especially you know someone who is working a nine-to-five that you know maybe all you have time for is a 10-minute workout so like I said I want to provide products that are tools and helping you reach whatever you know activity goal that you have it's crazy man because being in that spot of like I'm in that exact spot right now where it's like I'm mid to late thirties. I'm not going to age myself too much. Yeah. (laughs) Like I have a second kid coming. We're trying to get the house ready. I have multiple companies I'm running. It's Mm -hmm. hard at times when you can get up at five, 6 AM and say, let me get a workout in, but then these emails creep in and then it's preparing for a podcast episode and it's very tough. And it's one thing that I think you take for granted when you're actively wrestling on the middle school, high school, collegiate level where there's just, you don't have a choice when you're in high school. Like, cause I can relate to that. You don't have a choice. You just, you go to practice. And yeah. I had my high school coach on here, Bill Jack, one of my favorite people. And I told him, and he was shocked that I remembered it. That I'm like, I remember being in high school and him saying numerous times, there's probably like five, six, maybe seven days a year that you actually want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Every other day you're there because you yeah. have to be, you're, you're, you're going through the thick of it. So it's very cool. When you were starting this company, did you want to do something apparel wise first or did you want to start a business first um so i've kind of got this entrepreneurship bug so i like kind of doing things and you know pressing the boundaries of myself so you know i think starting a business was maybe always something that i was going to do whether it was going to be apparel or not um but really you know i collected a lot of you know experience and I think a good message throughout my years in college. Um, and I wanted to share that in some way. And I think, you know, for me, the easiest way was something that I know. And that was, you know, fitness apparel. It's something I, I'm working out and wrestling has been, you know, my life for the longest time. So um, it was one of the easiest ways that I could do that. Um, and, you know, I want to continue to find other ways to do it as well um, to, you know, spread a positive message. Um, but, you know, this was kind of the the most interesting way that I could do it. I think for now. Well, you have nine more to succeed. That's right. <laughs> I have nine more tries. I've, I've set the bar at 10. It, it is cool though, too, because it's funny, like 10 years ago or so, I used to love, I used to love working with wrestlers on their individual brands. Yeah. You know, Kale became a client, then Varner when he won gold, Burroughs when he won gold. And it was so exciting. And after a while, it's, it's a lot of the same thing. And I, I'm still really grateful to help a lot of wrestlers. But what's really fun is helping wrestlers in business because you see that passion. You see that relentless just diligence and dedication. And Shout out Matt McCutcheon. Yeah. We're seeing it right now with this chiropractic office. We just built um, a website for him. We've, we've done a couple of things for him. Excuse me. Bridge Wellness Center in Arizona. He, You're, you're seeing that passion. You're seeing that a lot of the things that wrestling taught him 
yeah. help him to be the best chiropractor. Yeah. It has nothing to do with wrestling, but being a wrestler, being a high-level athlete, not only helps him because he understands the body and chiropractic, obviously, but the diligence. I'm curious for you, and by the way, if you're in the Phoenix, Arizona area, go to Bridge Wellness Center, um, bridgewellnesscenteraz.com, free plug for Dr. Matt. Awesome, awesome practice. He does chiropractic right. I have a buddy here, Sam Camerata, does chiropractic the same way. My wife, my baby, myself. My baby, baby, my one-year-old. I'm not calling my wife my baby. We get adjusted <laughs> every week. Um, highly recommend it. But what do you think it was about wrestling that helped you so far in your business the most? Yeah, I was going to say there's something about wrestling that forces that inner power out and mm -hmm. into the world. And so, you know, that's what Wakia is about. And it's about doing that for every person. But, um you know, wrestling is a tough sport. And like I said, it's, it's unrewarding. And so you find out pretty quickly whether it's something that you're going to be able to stick with or not. You know, I know that whenever I was growing up, I grew up in Evansville, Indiana. And from kindergarten to second grade, every boy is wrestling, you know, at some point. And yeah. then it starts to thin out after that. But um, it's just a really good experience. It's you're taking in, you know, mental um, mental lessons, physical lessons, um, you know, the lessons of hard work and dedication. It's, it's stuff that, you know, it, it's the reason why sports exists is to teach us these lessons. And, you know, this is my opinion. I think wrestling teaches them just a little bit better than, you know, some of the other sports out there. Um, so I think just the combined difficulty, uh, and, um, you know, the passion of fans and people who stay involved, you know, my grade school wrestling coach, his name was uh, Steve Anslinger. That dude had such a big impact on me. But, you know, combining difficulty with the passion of those people, it's like it, it forces out, you know, kind of that that good within us. So it's it's something that it's hard not to be passionate about if you're a wrestler. Isn't it funny, too, how in business so many things seem so easy? Like, I think it's the old Dan Gable quote, when you've wrestled everything else in life is easy. There's such a degree <laughs> of truth to that where it's yeah. like, once once you go through things that like you push your body to to limits and levels like some of these other things that just require a little bit of sacrifice and, and patience yeah. seems so minuscule to the sacrifice that like going through a wrestling practice yeah. is. well i mean what wrestling does especially with you know the weight management aspect and stuff of wrestling is it it forces discipline on you like you can't yeah. even without the discipline of making weight you can't even compete so it's like it forces it on you to even participate so that's huge you know i was talking to a couple um guys who do sales and one of the things i try to stress to them is look motivation is so temporary it's something that's going to yep. come and go it's like caffeine right i drink coffee which i had a little caffeine this morning don't tell coach cody but <laughs> it's something that comes and it goes but discipline is something that is hard to develop but it becomes habit and then that is going to serve you so much better in the long run. And, you know, as someone who just, you know, I don't get a lot from watching motivational speeches and stuff. It doesn't work for me. I really have to fall back on, you know, creating good habits and, and, you know, having discipline. So yeah, that's, I'm, for me, I'm that's like wrestling. you, one of my buddies who's a great contractor doing a lot of work here. And he always laughs at like, I like to work in silence so many times. Yeah. I like to just think, pray. I, I'm, like you in that sense where I'm not listening to a lot of music and yeah. I'm not like constantly like 
I don't mind a, a motivational thing while I'm working out. It might make me go 90% instead of 70% or something. Yeah. <laughs> but but when you turn it off, it's over. It yeah. doesn't like it, saying that motivation is fleeing is an understatement. Like, yeah, it literally might make me push a little bit harder through a workout. Yeah. Or something, but it doesn't, doesn't carry me through the day. It doesn't yeah. like purpose does that goals do that for sure. Um, all right, so I, I want to talk NCAA's a bit. Before yep, we do, do where, where can people go? This is all for sale now, right? Yes, yeah. So we're open. You go to www.wakia.store. So that's www.wakinyan.store. The ends are silent, so I know that's a little bit odd. but uh, Threw me you, off for a while. <laughs> no, you, you know, if you kind of look up the word on the internet and you can do a little uh, historical dive, it's pretty cool. So yeah, www.wakia.store. Um, and then you can check us out on Instagram. Uh, it's wakia2022 on Instagram. Um, and so we have the the meta store open as well. So you can purchase through the app, uh, whatever's easiest for you. So we're, we're open right now. I just shipped out a bunch of orders this morning. Actually, one last question that I just thought of that I always find interesting. What has been the hardest part about launching this company so far? Um, I think that whenever you start a company or do something new, anything new, there's a lot of little obstacles that you don't have the knowledge to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just a question of spending the extra hour or the extra day in acquiring that little bit of knowledge to overcome that little obstacle. And then it becomes easy. Um, so I, but sometimes just the presence of that obstacle is enough to deter, deter people. Um, so I think for me, just the fact that there's a bunch of those little obstacles is, is kind of rough, but, um, like I said, you just spend the extra hour, the extra couple hours, the extra day, sometimes the extra week and, you know, you overcome it and then it's behind. So, yeah, it's funny how much of those little moments it takes where it's like, yeah, <laughs> what is this? And then it's like, yeah. I'm calling somebody, I'm Googling, I'm watching YouTube videos. So definitely <laughs> exactly. a lot of truth to that. All right. So we have NCAAs this weekend, which is, in my opinion, the greatest sports tournament of the year. I, I don't awesome. think there's anything like it. want to kind of talk a few different directions First and foremost, let's let's check the box of young wrestlers that are listening to this. Yeah. What advice would you have? You went back to back in the NCAA championship finals. Yeah. Um, you beat Ironman and then you beat uh, Kaizen Clark, who I was looking at the bracket last year. That kid went on such a run to get to yeah. the finals. And being <laughs> in law school at the same time, crazy he's mvp of the tourney in my opinion i mean insane so yeah. my, my um, dad kind of expresses to me how much work law school is and so that guy's my mvp of that tournament. <laughs> i love that um so you know you, you know a thing or two about showing up and, and achieving your goals for young wrestlers who want to get on that podium whether it's in the future whether there's college kids right now listening that that want to be there saturday night what advice would you have to them Sure. I mean, for me, I think the key, and you know, obviously I have the gift of uh, hindsight here, but I think yep. the key is, you know, focusing on what can I do today? What can I do today to make sure that this happens? And, and you can't achieve a lot in one day, but combined, you know, that makes a huge difference. And so I think people get caught up 
and thinking about, well, you know, I need to do this. I need to do this, you know, for my dad, for whoever. And the reality is, look, you can't affect events so far in the future right now. All you can do is do what you can do today to get better. What can I do today? Maybe I got to work on my baseline defense today. I can get a little bit better at that. And so um, I think just focusing on the day to day is very important. And then, you know, the goals and stuff that you want to reach, that stuff will all come. So, you know, don't worry about outcome. Just focus on what action you can take right now. It, it is funny that we just spent 20 minutes or so talking about business and the juxtaposition yeah. <laughs> between what you just said and the approach to business. Is <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's, it's um, just life, right? Wrestling is life. That's yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling is life. Um, so obviously the goal for so many is to be there from someone who has been there, what is it like being in those finals on Saturday night? Well, so I'll start by saying I've been, well, I've been to the national championships every year that, um, COVID didn't ruin college. it. <laughs> COVID ruined it one year, unfortunately, <laughs> or well, did COVID ruin it? We'll get into that another <laughs> podcast. But, um, <laughs> but I, so my first year, I think people don't remember, I got pinned in the first round. So I've had it go just about as badly as it can. And then I've had it go just about as well as it can. But um, I think it's awesome, right? There's so much energy. There's so many people that are so passionate about what's happening. Um, and sometimes you can feel like you're carrying like, you know, a community on your back, which is, uh, it's a blessing, right? The pressure is a blessing. I mean, I, once again, another thing that I tweeted, I, I, I say that if you don't have pressure, that means no one believes you can do anything, right? So if you have pressure, that means people think you can achieve really cool things. So it, it is a blessing. And man, it's it like you said, it's one of the most, you know, it's one of the most energetic and exciting sporting events in the entire world, probably second to the um, Indiana State Tournament for wrestling. But um, I might have to check that out then, because if I can replicate the NCAA tournament, but more, I'm I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's it's really cool, and you know, I think advice to wrestlers that are going to compete in the nationals this weekend is, man, take your headphones off and look at the crowd and take it in, man. It is awesome. You don't want to forget, you know, those experiences. You only get to do it so many times. Does the does it change when you go? back to the finals what's that like like you said you've had you know some you've had some different ncaa experiences yeah. what's it like you you break through you've had a loss early you've had um a couple losses another year you finally make the finals you win and and you won in like the greatest fashion i think yeah. that you could <laughs> arguably because no fans there like i yeah. feel bad for wrestlers but like Penn State Iowa rivalry, you beat an Iowa guy in sudden victory. That seems like a peak for you now. The next year, normally I'd say there's, I'm curious, but like for you, it was really different because no fans and then fans. Yeah. Did that really play a factor in the difference of being in the finals back to back? Um, you know, for me, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to say, you know, you kind of, whether you're focused or not, you're in the zone a little bit. Um, yeah. I will say it is much more fun with fans. I mean, it is much more fun with fans. And I think everyone would agree with that. But in terms of, you know, the actual competition, I don't know. I, I think that I got kind of that 
little, you know, virus out of me early in my career, you know, being affected by the crowds. And in fact, I think crowds help Penn state guys wrestle better. Um, you know, and I don't want to limit that to Penn state guys. I'm sure other wrestlers wrestle better with crowds, but it can be nerve wracking. Um, but just whenever you kind of figure out the balance between, you know, locking in and taking in the energy of the crowd, it, it, it can be a beautiful thing. So, uh, definitely more fun with fans, but, you know, in terms of competition, I think, you know, I wrestled as good as I could in, in both matches. What's the euphoric high, like after you win? <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, obviously we have the world Olympic championships, but, you know, realistically the NCAAs, it is the peak of our sport in terms of in, in the United States, right. Until you get to the Olympic and world championships and you have, you know, thousands of Iranian fans, you know, that's right. The NCAAs is, is as far as I'm concerned, the peak of our sport. So it is freaking awesome. Um, it's, you know, for me, winning is it's less of a personal achievement, more of a community achievement. Right. I mean, you have so many people that, um, you know, help you throughout the years. And, you know, I'm at risk of sounding cliche here, but um, but you just have so many people that put work into it. And so it's not a feeling of I won. It's a feeling of we won. And, you know, I'm sure that, like I said, I'm sure there's been hundreds of wrestlers that have said that exact same thing. But it's it's kind of hard to get away from that feeling once you've had it. Yeah, it is funny because, you know, I always think that like a wrestler's brand from a brand perspective, it starts to fall off after NCAAs because you have yeah. that college fan base kind of lifting you up, rooting for you. Yeah. And I've said it like I'm curious what happens to, you know, we have Yanni and Spencer both going for fourth championships. Yeah. This- what happens to their right now? The the colleges really kind of elevate their brand, being on ESPN, and then it's like you're off ESPN. You're on Flow. You're on yeah. track. You're on other things for like as you're competing in Croatia, where somebody's got to wake up at three a.m. to yeah. watch you compete. You know, it, it's crazy. So I think that's one thing that goes into how amazing this weekend is. And you mentioned community. You know, Penn State. It, it's so funny. Like, yeah. As a Penn State fan, I've said it before. I think I said it last week or the week before. You, I like a closer team race. I think yeah. it makes it more fun. Hey, by the yeah. way, shout out to Micah Shrewsbury, Penn State men's basketball, all the way to the Big Ten finals. That was a freaking crazy run. Sorry to interrupt. No, I saw the I saw a tweet about that. It's which is an amazing accomplishment. Um, it, it's one of those things that. I wish I there was a closer team race yeah, just because it's more fun. But this year, Penn State is such a favorite. We both retweeted stalemates showing the line. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State, such a favorite. They did an alternate line yeah. without Penn State in the tournament. That's how much of a favorite Penn State is, um, which I like Iowa State and Missouri plus 1,400 in that line. Yeah. that's the, Those are just great odds if, you know, if you whoever you like in a potential car O'Toole match, I think is which side I would take in that plus fourteen hundred. Yeah. But what is it like? You know, it's funny because a lot of people graduate and you start rooting for your school. That's mm-hmm. your alma mater. That's yeah. like you know, you go if you graduated Penn State and you go and become an attorney, 
you root for Penn State. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But when you're now competing in the NLWC, you're still in that room. What's that balance like where it's like you're now rooting for Penn State as having graduated, but you're still wrestling with Bo Bartlett, with Shane Van Ness, with the guys competing this weekend? I'll tell you, it is the hardest thing in the entire world because I have such like an investment in guys like Bartlett and Shane, and I like want them to do so well, and I work with them, you know, day to day, and then it, the wrestling happens, and I can't do anything. I mean, I can't do anything. <laughs> so it's just it's like frustrating, but I mean, it's 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 like it's their time, and it's like my brothers competing. You know, whenever Joe and Matt you know, competed whenever we were in high school. It's like, I wanted to get out there and wrestle for them, but you can't. So it's frustrating, but it's just like, like I said, you're, you're tied, you're tied to them. So it's, it's cool. It's fun at the same time. It's just, I get, I've always been a guy who gets way more nervous for my teammates competing than myself. I mean, it's just always been, I don't even get nervous really for my own matches. I, I, but whenever like someone else in, in Croatia, for my matches, eh, fine, whatever. But like, as soon as Nolf or Kyle gets up, I'm just like biting my fingernails and stuff. And <laughs> and it's like it's Kyle Snyder and Jason Nolf. Like, I know they're doing fine, but I've just I've always been a guy who I get nervous for my teammates. I want them to make sure they're safe. Obviously, I want them to win, and that's just always been my personality. And it's it's even worse with the college guys now because, um, you know, I, I work with them and I I really try to you know make sure they can achieve their goals. So um it's a blessing and a curse it's funny too because i i totally can relate to like when my guys when my clients my friends are wrestling it it there's no sport i don't think that when a friend a client a teammate or whoever is participating that what happens when you're watching someone wrestle it yeah. doesn't happen in other sports if your best friend is a basketball player yeah. I don't think you're sitting there for an hour with that same like six minute no. feeling, seven minute feeling that's in your stomach. Yeah. Does, does that, I know you're contemplating a run through law school to become an attorney, yeah. but do knowing you can't do anything, does it give you an itch to coach at all so that you can do something? Um, You know, I, I had done, so I've done a little bit of coaching, I guess, through camps and such and, yeah. you know, working with wrestlers and, um, it's gotta be an incredibly rewarding experience. I mean, just watching coach kale and, um, his staff, it's gotta be an incredibly rewarding experience. Um, to be honest, I don't see myself coaching. I'm not, um, while I may seem like a very patient guy, it's, it's, it's hard for me. <laughs> um, I like to be out there doing, um, so, but you know, I like to help out and, you know, you really never know where life's going to take you. Um, that's not a goal for me necessarily, but we'll see, man. Life's thrown us some crazy curveballs in the last five years. So maybe this is the long play. Go to law maybe. school, become an attorney, come back to coaching and win every challenge. <laughs> I mean, who who can better to argue? Like You decoded my plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I really, what I, what I'd love to, do is get your pick for NCAAs at every weight. But being in the room, I know it's going to be hard not yeah. to pick every Penn State guy because you yeah. know what they're capable of. And I feel like sometimes 
you know, people accuse me of having a Penn State bias, which I do. I'm a big Penn no, State fan. No Penn State bias here. I'm completely unbiased. So before <laughs> anyone says anything. <laughs> it's one of those things that I do think there's an element of it's not just bias. It is that you know what they're capable of. Yeah. And it, it's not just there is the like the blind like so like as I tweet stuff about you know asking what people think you see the blind there's no logic it's just a blind allegiance which is fine respect for for your fans or for your fandom yeah but you are kind of like i don't think you would go 25 through 285 and just straight if i said who do you think is going to win just name the one seat or whatever and i don't think you'd pick just the penn state kid every time but you do know what they're capable of yeah. Well, uh, wrestling uh, kind of going along with what you're saying, wrestling is it has always been a community sport. I mean, people know each other, people help each other out. And so before people get harsh with each other, look, people are going to, you know, have like we said this faith in their friends and stuff. So you can't yeah. get mad at people for, you know, being a little bit biased. Everyone's a little bit biased no matter what they say. So um, that would be my spiel on that. I think there's, I honestly think there needs to be more of it in sports. Like I think Barstool Sports is such a success story. They just got bought out by Penn and they've seen a lot of success over the last 20 years. And I think a lot of what has helped them to their success is their, their, their fandom. Dave Portnoy yeah. to Boston sports, big cat to Chicago sports. You're, you're seeing this, fandom jersey jerry now with pittsburgh like yeah. that that is entertaining whether you love it hate it it's entertaining and i yeah. do think i've never tried to shy away from that i think if people want to if iowa fans want to crap on me if iowa wins great you, that's what that's yeah. what being a fan lets you do when your team wins you get to poo poo and everybody else that's that's why we love the iowa fans iowa yeah. fans are my second favorite fans behind psu fans yeah, you've said that before in the podcast too. That's not yeah. just a, a shtick. That's a that's no, a belief. I I one hundred percent. They're my second favorite fans behind PSU fans. They're so enthusiastic, and there's nothing more fun than getting a beer thrown at you while you're in Carver Hawk <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh man, um, a, a two part question on forty one because I two of the guys that I know you're probably the closest with, at least competition wise is Bo Barlett at 41, Shane Van Ness at 49. Yeah. They're at your weight, so those two guys you know arguably the most from a competition standpoint. What? First of all, 41. You've only competed against two of the top 10 guys in the weight, which is crazy. Real Woods yeah. the one seed, and Cole Matthews the three seed. You competed against Colt, Southern Scuffle, Real Woods, last year at NCAAs. What's your thoughts on the 41 field this year? I mean, um, obviously there's some favorites, but yeah. you know, at any, you know, any time, whenever you have kind of what I consider a young field, um, it's you know anybody's game. So th that's kind of what's exciting. And 41 has always been that way. You know, I think it's a kind of a natural weight where a lot of people land, and so you're just going to get a lot of incredible athletes um, at that weight. So it's just going to be exciting to see some of those matchups. I mean, you got guys like Aliras and Brock Hardy as well that are, you know, just, I, I had never, um, this is no offense to him. I'd never heard of Brock Hardy before this year. And now he's coming out as one of the best guys in the weight class. It's, it's awesome to watch. So it's just one of those weights where, you know, anybody can come out of the woodwork and freaking smash guys. I mean, you saw it in the national finals last year with who I wrestled in the finals, uh, Clark. I mean, 
no one had really considered that guy as a national finalist and then suddenly he's there. So it's just one of those weights and it's a high, it's a high skill weight. Um, but I, I kind of forget what question you asked. But. <laughs> well, my, my first thought was, ex- my first question was exactly what you just covered your thoughts in yeah. the field. Yeah. Where, where, one of the reasons I was thinking about that is I was going through this and I'm looking at Bo Bartlett's potential, which by the way, my last episode with Chenzo, we went through and picked every single weight. So yeah. if you do want a full bracket pick show, go back and listen to 186. Chenzo and I literally go weight by weight and make picks at every single weight. Um, Bo Bartlett is the sixth seed. And it's funny because Bo Bartlett's path to an NCAA championship, he'd have to be potentially Cole Matthews in the quarters, who you yeah. did wrestle. Um, Andrew Lear is potentially in the semis of seeds hold and then real woods in the finals. So two yeah. of the three that you wrestled, he'd have to wrestle in the quarter semis finals yeah. to get to an NCAA championship. What do you think Bo needs to do to it's funny? Cause this year Bo has looked so good down at 41. There was some guy who kept them kind of up at 49 last year, but yeah. now he's, he's down at 41. <laughs> he's looking great. He's healthy. What do you think he needs to do to, win this tournament yeah um so for him you know as a guy i've wrestled him for a bunch of years now and he's a dude that had he has every tool not just to be a national champion but you know to be a world champion and stuff like that i mean incredible athlete um very smart i think that you know if he kind of buckles down and pushes the action in his matches he's gonna win these matches right uh, I think whenever you see him pushing action in matches, he's usually coming out on top. So I think that's going to be a key for him. And then, you know, from, you know, the seeding perspective, you know, not to say I think seeds do matter. And it's, you know, really interesting, especially from, you know, someone who's not competing. I look way more closely at him this year than I did before. But as a competitor and, you know, from his perspective, what I should be thinking is, look, this, it doesn't matter what seed I am. I got to beat everybody anyway. You got to beat everybody good anyway to be a national champion. So, um, and that's the beautiful part about the national championships is it's your opportunity to just show your best self and show your best wrestler. Right. So, yeah, I think for him, you know, if he, you know, creates action, his athleticism and skill and knowledge of the sport is going to, is going to come out on top. Similarly, Shane Van Ness is the 13 seed. Yeah. And we've seen Shane this year. He Some of these matches, he just loses. And some of these other matches, he looks like he is an NCAA finalist. Yeah. Maybe that's a Penn State bias. Sure. But he looks <laughs> like he's he's right there. Would you say the same thing for him? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and he's a guy that's had less competition experience in college as well which you know, no one should ever discount the value of having experience in college matches. It's huge. Um, and this will be his first NCAA tournament as well. So we'll see how that goes. But um, for him, I think it's probably, you know, similar. I think that his skills and wrestling positions are incredible. I mean, it's whenever I wrestle him, I'm worried that I'm going to get lit up. Right. So <laughs> he, he, he has incredible skills in these areas. And so, um, just creating action is going to be key for him because I think, you know, him and Bo are similar wrestlers. Whenever they get into these positions, um, whenever they get into wrestling positions, they both tend to come out on top. So um, I'm excited to see 
how he does. Obviously, I have a lot of faith in him um, just from working with him. I mean, the dude is – he is – I think he's a guy that people sleep on. I mean, he is – his skills are next level. So I'm excited to see how he does. If you had to pick somebody that you think the Penn State wrestler to surprise everybody the most Saturday, would you be able to pick one? Penn State wrestler to surprise everybody the most. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, do you like we have guys like Roman going for a third national title with yeah. somebody like Dayton Fix, you know, a potential third rematch. You have a guy like Van Ness who's a 13 seed. Like you have guys all different yeah. kind of storylines. Is there one that you think is either slept on a little bit or maybe would be the most surprising? I think I think I'll go back and and well, my first answer was going to be Levi Haynes, um, because I don't know, I don't really know, I don't pay attention to the talk around these guys, but Levi is that dude is a killer. I mean, really, in my mind, the only thing that he is lacking right now is experience in college wrestling and he's getting that quick. So, I mean, that dude is going to be a freaking killer. He already is. So I'm excited for him. And then I would also say, you know, I think Shane Van Ness, you know, once Shane Van Ness kind of, once he gets that more experience and comes out of that box and I think he flipped a switch at the big 10 tournament, that dude's going to be scary as well. So, you know, two, two young guys that um, have their development has gone really, really well. They're looking great. Their energy's high. Um, both of those guys, I think you got to watch out for, especially in their first national tournament because um, their minds are in the right places. I think they're going to go on a roll. It's funny because for Big Tens, I tweeted out, what is your favorite non-number one seed, your favorite to win this weekend? And the the three most common responses – were Levi Haynes, Austin Gomez, and Mike Labriola. And yeah. Levi Haynes was a big one. The number yeah. of Levi Haynes. I don't think there's a lot of... His expectation is top three at this tournament. It's crazy how fast yeah. he came onto this scene. And and I don't think it, it hurts that Penn State has had so much luck with freshmen. You look yeah. at, you know, like Chenzo taking out Imar, and you look at some of these freshman success stories... Couple that with how he's wrestling, and the expectations are very high. How would you, you know, you've you've again been in all seeds of the bracket. How would you manage expectations on yourself? Whether you are Levi in your two, Roman in the returning one, Shane in the thirteen, like how do you kind of manage expectations, or do you just kind of drown all that out? Yeah, I mean. um I think it's – I don't agree with, you know, blocking out expectations. The reality is expectations are there, and they're a good thing, right? Whenever you have expectations, that means that, you know, people believe that you can do things. You know what I mean? So whenever Coach Kale has an expectation for me to succeed, that means that he thinks I can succeed, and, you know, that kind of gives me, you know, a little bit of motivation there. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is you're not just chasing an individual title. You're chasing a team title. And so, you know, whether you win or lose your match, you have a job to do. We got to do as well as we can do. And so that means no matter who you're wrestling, whether he's the 33 seed or the one seed, you got a job to do out there. And it just comes back to executing the basics. Um, 
and sticking to your game plan. And, you know, you do all these little things, they combine. And I, what ends up happening is you achieve your goals as an individual, and then we end up succeeding as a team. So I think that, you know, whenever you're wrestling, understanding that there's, you know, a bigger storyline here than just my own uh, NCAA tournament run, I think that helps you with your individual results. Yeah, good word there. Um, here's an interesting one for you. When we've mentioned before that kind of pit in your stomach, nervousness when yeah. <laughs> a friend, a teammate, whoever wrestles, what is it like when you have teammates wrestling each other? 197, Yeah, you've got your current teammate, Max Dean, and you've got your former teammate, Michael Beard, who could meet Friday night in the semis yeah. if they both win to there. What is that like for you when you're obviously rooting for success for your friends and both teammates? Yeah, uh, it makes me want to puke, and we'll just <laughs> <Good> answer. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've given this much thought. This is something again that the fans think a lot about. The Hodge, yeah. When you're wrestling and you're competing for it, you obviously want it. But afterwards, I'm not sure how much you've kind of tracked it this year or followed it. I came out at the beginning of the year and said, I think Yanni's the favorite for it. He had a crazy early season loss to Gomez. He's out. And now I feel like I'm already kind of, you do this thing where it's like, if seeds play out, who would you give it to? If you had to, could you pick a Hodge right now? If everything kind of played out the way, if everything kind of went chalk, right? Let's just say Roman beats Dayton, Brooks gets another one, Carter gets another one. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, I have some bias here with the Penn State guys. Yep. I mean, you know, if I had to choose who to give it to, if seeds play out, I think Roman would be my guy. I mean, it's been an incredible run. He's a dude that gets better every single year um with an incredible dedication but you know objectively it's gonna be really hard not to give it to spencer if seeds play out i mean the dude pinned everybody in the regular season i mean it's ridiculous um so it's it's gonna be hard not to give it to him and i think you know if he were to get it he would definitely deserve it so um that's just reality like i said i wish it was (laughs) a closer race sometimes with these other guys but i mean the dude has like I said, he's pinned everybody, so it's it's hard to uh, hard to deny that. Yeah, it's funny when you look at. I mean, the Hodge, no matter what, there's always guys that like finish second, third, fourth that one hundred percent could be the Hodge Trophy winner. Can it, we just give everybody that wins the Hodge? <laughs> That'd be great. It, it, it's crazy how many like worthy stories there are, especially yeah. this year. I mean, the fact that there have only been four four time NCAA champs in history. Yeah, and this year we have two going for four with Yanni and yeah. Spencer both going for four. It's just yeah, it's crazy. incredible. It's freaking awesome. It's, it's it's that's the kind of stuff that is like, hopefully fans realize what's playing out in front of them. You know, while this tournament happens, because it is just incredible. I mean, you see, like you said, there's been four ever, and then we have two guys going for it. I mean, probably two of the best athletes to ever come through the entire NCAA. Right. So uh, uh, some of the best athletes in the world ever. And I hope fans can appreciate that. People can appreciate that. I mean, it's incredible. 
and the amount of dedication and stuff that goes into that, I mean, I think people sometimes if you haven't, you know, made those sacrifices, it's hard to kind of imagine, but I mean, you sacrifice a little bit of everything to, to achieve these goals. So um, belaboring the point here, but hopefully fans can kind of, you know, take in what's going on in front of their eyes. Cause it is really awesome. It is. And I think that's one thing that like we were talking about before the show, it's like, so many fans cannot consume enough content yeah. <laughs> around this tournament. I even, uh, I had a, a guy ask me to go on his podcast and he's like, he gave me a couple dates and it was like this Wednesday or Thursday or two weeks from now. And I'm like, it will do your audience a disservice to have me on during NCAAs because yeah. they will, they do not care about me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like let's, let's wait two weeks. And then if I share it to my audience, it, it's more likely to listen to it versus, NCAA starting like this yeah. is the only episode of the podcast I'm doing this week. Um, maybe a live show or something with like during the tournament. But aside from that, I'm not going to bother putting one out until, you know, next yeah. week, probably do a recap show, which by the way, did you know one of the most all time listened to episodes? I think number one on this podcast is Jaden Cox. His story went crazy viral. A lot of yeah. Christian news outlets picked it up and cbn and that went crazy i believe number two is when you and roman hopped on with chenzo and i the <laughs> day after ncaa's i believe that was 2021 yeah. that was just that was fun that was an all-time show that was yeah. just well i mean like we said you know everyone we want to consume as much of it as possible i mean it's such yeah. a fun event and so if you can get more of it right afterwards you're going for it so it's like it's like the follow-up to the high so um yeah, we made the comparison to like books and stuff that you know whenever i was a kid i would read book series and i would get so engrossed in it and then i would finish it and i'm like all right i need to go online and like find more of anything that i can get from this you know world that i'm uh enthralled with right now so wrestling is the same thing well, then that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, you know, about four years ago. And I was like, yeah, if if Nick Lee goes wins an NCAA championship and especially like kids, they have such a fandom for wrestlers. You want to go hear them. You want to yeah. go. And like, I need to do a better job of sharing old episodes. Like I put out a graphic about Spencer and Yanni potentially becoming four timers. It's like, listen, they've both been on Bash Mania multiple times. Want to yeah. listen to them more before NCAAs? Go back and listen to the episode. Peyton Prusin just won her third NAIA championship title. Want to yeah. hear her story? Go back and listen to her when she was in the podcast. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's a cool thing to do to be able to help create that content. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the shameless plug for this podcast, if you go to BashMania.com, <laughs> You can search a wrestler's name and all their episodes will come up. And if there's somebody that you guys listening want to come on the podcast, definitely tweet me, post somewhere, comment somewhere, comment on YouTube, Rockfin, wherever. Um, and also be sure to subscribe. Two things you should do when you get done listening to this, if you enjoyed it. Number one, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever. Um, and then go go and check out Nick's apparel company. I'm going to link it up everywhere because you might forget the silent ends. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the first couple of weeks, like I was literally pronouncing it with the ends. I, I did too, just for ease of communication. But <laughs> yeah, but go check that out. That's linked up. Nick, any final words? Congrats, by the way, if I didn't say it enough, I appreciate launch your company. 
Um, I'm super excited for this weekend. Any final words? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the best weekend in wrestling other than the Indiana State Tournament, which was in February. Uh, so I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, wrestlers, like I said, take your headphones off. Enjoy it. Um, I'm just excited for everyone to, you know, watch it. It's, it's going to be – we have a lot of young fields, so it's going to be fun. And it'll be my first one in a while just watching. So we'll see if I can hold it together or not. Do you have your watch plans ready? Because it's very important. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I generally watch on my phone, and then if the matches get close, I turn it off, and then I just check later. I check the, <laughs> the Twitter updates. I, I'm like, I'm so bad that I can't like, like I, I don't think I've watched my brothers wrestle whenever they compete. I don't think I've actually watched them like watched it live in like years. Like I can't. I get too really? worked up about it. I, I It's rough for me. It's not that I don't want to support them. I just get so nervous and worked up, and it's just like, uh, it's rough. But uh, my watch plans will probably be, um, well, we'll have guys in town on the team, so we'll probably watch it together. So um, I, I don't plan too far ahead. But <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's still like three whole days before it, so yeah. <laughs> you got time. We're good. All right, Nick Lee, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Congrats on the launch of your company. I can't wait to get a pair of the shorts because I'm a big shorts guy. I typically buy like one short, and I get like five to ten pairs <laughs> for three years. And, and that's it. Aside from like, you know, you have your like formal shorts that you wear to church and wear yeah. like to meetings, but like my workout and working around the house stuff, it's all uh, pretty consistent. So I'm excited. All right, Nick, we'll do this again soon, man. Thanks for making the time. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, see you, man. And the beat goes on.